Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bihuda. Amma ba'd. My dearly respected brothers and sisters, we continue tonight bi-ithnillahi ta'ala <coughs> with the sharh, the explanation of the famous poem by Abu Bakr ibn Abi Dawood al-Sijistani rahimahullah his famous poem in Aqidah called Al-Ha'iyyah and tonight we take the verse where he rahimahullah Regarding Allah Azza wa Jal and after speaking about seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَلَيْسَ لَهُ شِبْهُ تَعَالَى الْمُسَبَّحُ And this translates as, nor is there anything similar to him. Because he discussed how Allah Azza wa Jal is not born. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not born and he has not fathered anyone. Allah is not the father of any of his creation. Nor is there anything similar to him, he says. And this is taken from the surah, Surah Al-Ikhlas, where Allah azza wa jal says, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ اللَّهُ الصَّمَدٌ لَمْ يَلِدْ وَلَمْ يُولَدْ وَلَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ كُفُوًا أَحَدٌ This last part, وَلَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ كُفُوًا أَحَدٌ means he has no similarities. Nothing is similar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this surah, Surah Al-Ikhlas, it is called Surah Al-Ikhlas because it calls to sincerity in worship of Allah Azza wa Jal. That's why Surah Al-Ikhlas is called Surah Al-Ikhlas. And the Qur'an in its entirety, as the ulama have mentioned, it is split into three parts. The Qur'an is three parts. The first part, is Tawheed. So one third of the Qur'an talks about Tawheed. That's the first part of the Qur'an, which is all the information about Allah Azza wa Jal and worshipping Him and the prohibition of shirk. This is the first part of the Qur'an. The second part of the Qur'an is the commands and the prohibitions. What you have to do and what you have to stay away from. This is also one third of the Qur'an. The commands and the prohibitions, the rulings of halal and haram. And the third part is the information about the prophets and the messengers and the past nations, the stories of those who came before us. And the affairs of the future, heaven and hell, the day of judgment and whatever else. So if you look at the entire Qur'an, 
it's made up of these three things. Its verses are either verses of Tawheed, verses of Halal and Haram, or verses of the past nations and what's to come in the future from the unseen. The Sheikh says, however, Surah Al-Ikhlas, this small surah, Qul Allahu Ahad, it is dedicated to the first part, which is Tawheed. Because it is information about Allah. Surah Al-Ikhlas, all of it is information about who? Allah. If you ever want to explain who Allah is in Islam, Surah Al-Ikhlas is enough. It sums up who Allah is. That's how perfectly worded the surah is. And that's why it is from the greatest of suwar. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, it is one third of the Qur'an. Surah Al-Ikhlas is equivalent to one third of the Qur'an. This is what the Prophet ﷺ said. Why is it equivalent to one third of the Qur'an? Because we said the Qur'an is three parts. One part is Tawheed and Surah Al-Ikhlas is all Tawheed. So it's equivalent to one third of the Qur'an. So if you ever are in a position being in a non-Muslim country, for example, and you get asked, who do you worship? Surah Al-Ikhlas is enough. Just explain, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ until the end. Because it sums up for us who Allah Azza wa Jal is as a Lord that is worshipped. And this surah is comprised of a negation and affirmation. Meaning, in Surah Al-Ikhlas, there are things that we negate and there are things that we affirm. There are things that are denied and there are things that are affirmed. For example, Surah Al-Ikhlas, it negates deficiencies from Allah. That surah, it negates, it denies any deficiencies from the Rabb. And it affirms complete perfection for Allah. It affirms complete perfection for Him. For example, Allah says, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ اللَّهُ Allah is Al-Ahad. And Allah is As-Samad. And both of these names affirm Allah's perfection. Al-Ahad affirms His oneness. That He is one Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's not two, three, four. He's not multiple gods. Allah is one. As-Samad is one of Allah's great names. And the best way to understand the meaning of As-Samad is that it means Allah Azza wa Jal is not in need of anything or anyone from the creation while they are all in need of Him. So it's a very powerful name. It's a name befitting to a king. The one who does not need anything while everything needs Him. That's As-Samad. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then he says, Lam yalid, he begets not, walam yulad, he does not have children, nor was he born. This is Allah 
Azzawajal. And this is a negation where Allah negates deficiencies from Himself and He affirms His perfection. And Qulhu Allahu Ahad means He has no partners in His Lordship, His Rububiyya. When you say Qulhu Allahu Ahad, you are affirming that Allah is one and He has no partners. Or in his right to be worshipped. Allah alone is worshipped. We do not forward worship to anyone besides Allah. Not to an angel, not to a prophet, not to a saint, not to anyone. All ibadah is for Allah alone and no one else. Nor does he have any partners in his asma or sifat, in his names and his attributes. Therefore, Allah Azza wa Jal is one in respect to all of three, these three aspects of Tawheed. The three categories of Tawheed, Allah is one in all of them. And this surah, which states, Lam yalid wa lam yulad, he has no children. This refutes. Everyone who attributed a child to Allah. This surah, it refutes everyone who attributed a child to Allah. And from the ones that are known, there could be others, but from the ones that are known to have attributed a child to Allah is who? Who attributed the child to Allah? The Nasara, the Christians, who said that Isa alayhi salam is the son of God. Also, the Yahud, Allah mentions in the Quran, وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودُ عُزَيْرٌ ibn Allah. The Yahud said, Uzair is the son of Allah. And it is narrated, that Uzair was a prophet from Bani Israel. So the Christians gave Allah a son. And the Jews did the same. Even the kuffar of Quraysh. In the time of the Prophet wasallam, They attributed children to Allah. In particular daughters. They said that the malaika, the angels, are the daughters of Allah. This is what Quraysh said, and Allah refuted them in the Quran for this many times. As Allah Azza wa Jal said, وَيَجْعَلُونَ لِلَّهِ مَا يَكْرَهُونَ This is ajib. Allah says, They assign to Allah that which they themselves dislike for themselves. Because the kuffar of Quraysh, they disliked having daughters. They used to love having sons. And we know that the daughter was sometimes what? Buried alive. Yeah? They didn't like daughters. But subhanAllah, they attributed the daughters for Allah and they attributed for themselves the sons. And Allah refutes them by saying they attributed to Allah what they themselves don't like. 
In another verse, Allah questions them in order to refute them, of course. Allah Azza wa Jal says, أَمْ لَهُ الْبَنَاتِ وَلَكُمُ الْبَنُونَ Or has Allah only daughters and you have sons? Does Allah have daughters and you have sons? Is Allah asking them this question in order to refute them? And this means that they assign daughters to Allah even though they dislike daughters for themselves. And Allah in another verse, He says, وَجَعَلُوا لَهُ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ جُزْءًا Yet they assign to some of his slaves a share with him, pretending that he has children and considering them as equals or co-partners in worship with him. Because a child is a part of the parent. And this is why Allah denies that he has any children. Because the child is part of his parent. So if Allah had a child, then he is not one. Because his offspring would be like him. And Allah Azza wa Jal, kufuwan ahad. He has no partners or equals or anything of the sort. And that's why Allah has constantly in the Quran and the Sunnah denied offspring. From himself, Allah is unique. He is one, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Shaykh also mentions the verses regarding Isa alayhi salam because they attributed Isa to be the son of Allah Azza wa Jal. And Allah mentions what Isa alayhi salam himself in the Quran said, Ala inni Abdullah atani al kitab waja'alani nabiyya. This is what Isa alayhi salam said. He said, Verily I am a slave of Allah. He has given me the scripture and made me a prophet. But subhanallah, when you look at every millah, every nation, even today when you look at all religions, you will not find any religion that honors and glorifies the one who they worship the way Allah is honored and glorified in Islam. Every single deen has attributed to its God a deficiency one way or another. You find religions who say they're You find religions who say their God is a man. You have religions who worship statues. You have religions who think that they can feed their gods. They offer them food and sacrifice. You'll even see it today. You might have neighbors or walk in the street and you see food and fruit and whatever else, all offerings to who? To the gods. Allahu Akbar. What kind of God is this that needs your food, 
that need your drink, that need you, that cannot help you in any way, that cannot speak, that cannot hear, that you can kick, you can throw, you can break. Every deen, every religion, except Islam, subhanAllah. Islam is the only deen that honors and glorifies its Lord deserves. And this is the greatest proof that Islam and the true deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah Azza wa Jal says, Lam yalid wa lam yulad. He begets not, nor was he begotten. Meaning Allah has no beginning, nor does he have an end. If Allah was never born, it means Allah never had a beginning. And this is our aqidah. Allah has no beginning and he has no end. And the Prophet ﷺ indicated to this in the hadith where he would make dua. And he would say, Oh Allah, you are the first, nothing is before you. Allahumma anta al-awwal, laysa qablaka shay. Oh Allah, you are the first, nothing is before you. And you are the last, nothing is after you. Allah is eternal. You are the last and nothing is after you. You are the most high and nothing is above you. This is the dua of the Prophet ﷺ, found in Sahih Muslim. Abu Abdul Rahman. You are the high and nothing is above you. The Prophet ﷺ. This is proof for what? Excellent. That Allah is above us. And this cannot be denied. And this is a refutation against the Ash'ari'ra, the Matrudiyya, and the Jahmiyya, and everyone who denied Allah's position. And Nabi ﷺ clearly saying, Allah is high, nothing is above him. He then said, and you are the most near, and nothing is nearer than you. But this shows Allah is the first, and nothing is before him. And these are attributes of Allah Azza wa Jal, that he is the first, and he has no beginning. And he is the eternal, without an end. Some people struggle to understand this. And we get asked this question sometimes. How can Allah be the first with no beginning? Meaning, what, some people ask, what was before Allah? And how did Allah always exist? This, answer, this question is answered by the people of knowledge in a very simple way. And the best answer to this question is to make people understand that the concept of time does not apply to Allah. The concept of time does not apply to Allah. Because time in itself is Allah's khalq. Allah created time. He makes an oath by time. But it's His creation. So all the creation is confined by time. But Allah is not. Because he's the creator of time. So for that reason, when you understand that time in itself does not apply to Allah, 
then it will make you realize that this is a question which has no significance. Allah was always there and nothing was before him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because time as a concept does not apply to Allah Azza wa Jal. This is the most easy and simple way to understand this. Nor was he begotten, walam yulad. This is a negation of Allah having a partner or being likened to the creation. Because the child resembles the parent, the Sheikh says, they share similar qualities. If Allah had a child, the child will have similar qualities. Just like when a human has a child, the child has similar qualities. When the elephant has a child, the elephant has similar qualities to its parent. And Allah Azza wa Jal, nothing is similar to him. So Allah does not have children. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the child is such that his existence is only due to a need. And Allah Azza wa Jal is far above having a need from anyone. And Allah refutes the kuffar for giving him a child. Or attributing to him a child. Allah Azza wa Jal says they, meaning the Jews and the Christians and the Mushrikeen, they say Allah Azza wa Jal has begotten a son. Then Allah glorifies himself to free himself from that. He says, Subhana. Glory be to Allah, he is free of all needs. Allah does not need a child. Because a child, what is a child? It's a support. When you have a child and you become an old man, you expect your child to be your support. He'll start helping you, looking after you. Isn't that what the children do? They look after their parents. That's what they should be doing. But a child is a means of support and help. And Allah is far from need of any help or support from anything or anyone. So it is not befitting for Allah Azza wa Jal to have a child. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this part of the surah, walam yulad, is a negation from Allah Azza wa Jal. Or lam yalid is a negation of Allah having a beginning. Because he was never born. Allah always existed, subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ كُفُوًا أَحَدٌ The kufu means a resemblance and a co-equal. Allah Azza wa Jal does not have anyone who is similar or comparable to him. Allah denies that in this ayah and in many. Allah says, لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ Nothing is similar or like unto Allah. And Allah says, هَلْ تَعْلَمُ لَهُ سَمِيَّا Do you know of any who is similar to him? But there's nothing similar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah is one and he is unique. And Surah Al-Ikhlas is from the greatest surah to ever be revealed. And it is also called by the people of knowledge the Surah of Tawheed. Because it speaks about the Tawheed of Allah Azza wa Jal. Insha'Allah in our next lesson, we will continue with the next verses of the poem by the great Imam Rahimahullah. 
والله أعلم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.